Hey everybody, thanks for stopping by. I'm Eric Johnson, and this is the Burley Flow Podcast. Every week, I post a story from up here in Burley Flow, Wisconsin, the little town on the banks of the Mississippi River I returned to after 20 years away. Now that I'm back, I want to share this place with you here with the podcast, at the website at burleyflow.com, with my book and with my Patreon site, which, among other things, has a podcast of its own for members. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and then check out some of that other stuff. I think you'll enjoy it. Now, let's get to this week's story. Even though it's pretty much just across the street, Lucas Christie seldom comes to the prop wash for coffee. A lot of it, I think, has to do with the fact that he just doesn't have the time. Between running the newspaper and running the resort, drinking coffee must seem like a luxury. In theory, Lucas only runs the paper, the Burley Flow Dispatch. It's a weekly, like most small-town papers, but given the fact that he's basically the entire operation, from editor to writer to layout to bulk delivery, he's got his hands full. In practice, he's also a major player in the daily operations of Laddie's Landing, the fishing resort owned by Laddie Laughlin, who also owns the paper. Well, he's not the only one working there. You've got Laddie's daughter, Danny, doing most of the heavy lifting, and Edna Lutz cleaning the cabins and the rooms. He finds himself more or less the on-call person for reservations and the gas dock. And since the reservation desk and the phone is basically in the newspaper office, and his desk has a beautifully unobstructed view of the gas dock, that keeps him busier than you might think. If you didn't know any better, you might assume Laddie, with his Greek fisherman's hat and his Hemingway beard, did some of the work around the place. And while he does, it's mostly of the finger-pointing variety. We'll have to get those picnic tables painted before the weekend, or we should write something about that new equipment shed going up at the salt barn. Orders that seem like suggestions with the impression it'll be a team effort, is how Lucas describes Laddie's management style. He never tells you to do anything, which is brilliant, but man. Laddie's contribution to running his own enterprises. Along with the resort and the newspaper, he also owns a couple of cattle trucks and does a lively business selling other people's junk on eBay, has been a source of community amusement for a long time. As a man with considerable ambition, he seems equally invested in his own leisure and those opposing viewpoints mean he leans pretty heavily on those around him. Until Lucas came around, that was Danny, and while his presence undoubtedly frees her up to do some of the more skilled work around the place, rumor has it she wasn't consulted in the decision to bring Lucas on board as resort help, and as a result, was not shy about expressing her reservations. See, that's the problem right there, Lucas says, taking issue with the town narrative. I was never brought in as resort help. Nowhere in my job description does it say anything about resort help. And yet. Though he'll complain to me about the things he's forced to do around the resort, he's been closed-lipped about the friction with Danny and any of the internal discord. Mostly when we talk, it's about life in Burley Flow, 
which I get the feeling is taking a while to grow on him. Though it's easy to think of a relocation as a rearrangement of priorities, and we're talking a double whammy relocation of city to small town in the south to the Midwest, I think it's really more refocusing of appreciation. And by refocusing, I mean at the goodnight moon level. Because when people say it's the little things, around here it really is. Like getting your license plates. Lucas had brought his mail into the prop wash, and I could see his Wisconsin plates had arrived. Big day, I said, tapping the rigid, oversized envelope. He looked down to see what I was talking about. It sure took long enough, he said. And by that, I knew he wasn't talking about the processing time, which was long enough, but the ordeal of applying for them. What in Altoona, Georgia, was just a drive up the hill to the tag office by the Kroger is here an excursion that requires a calendar and about a half a day, assuming you have the proper documents. Wisconsin makes you earn your resident status. Unlike the post office, which is only open from 8 to 11.30 during the week and then again from 12.30 to 2.30, the DMV is open regular hours, just never in the same place from day to day. It's in one town on Mondays and Wednesdays, another on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm still a little unclear about Fridays. Hitting the right one requires an understanding of orbital mechanics, especially since the sites are both about 40 minutes away. You know what this means, though, I said, tapping the plates again. What, that I've got to find my screwdriver? That you've leveled up, I said. Among other things, you've unlocked the wave. A lot's been made of the small-town wave, and I'm not going to add to it, because there's really not that much left to say. In the country, drivers of passing vehicles wave to each other, and they do it in particular ways. There's more sophistication to it than you might think. In fact, the whole thing is fairly nuanced. But, as I've said, it's not terribly original. And I'm sure if you nose around the internet, somebody's boiled it down to a clever infographic that's far more thoughtful and funny than anything I could offer. The thing about the wave, at least around here, you're not going to get one unless you've got Wisconsin plates. You're just not. Unless it's by accident, and that didn't happen to me much when I first arrived because I had Georgia plates, which means I had no plates on the front to give me away, which obviously was a dead giveaway even for oncoming drivers who may have left home without their glasses. Driving a Subaru, I barely merit a wave now that I have plates, unless I'm in town, where a wave is more of an obligation. Kind of like how you speak to someone at the store, even if you'd rather not. I think in the end, it just boils down to reassuring people you're not a Bears fan. I mean, I suppose you could be a Bears fan and have Wisconsin plates, but the chances are pretty slim at least in public, which is all that matters when it comes to football. Who people cheer for in their own homes is their own business, so long as they keep their curtains closed. Soon after I arrived, I had a friend from Georgia visit, a co-worker from the university I worked for after working with Lucas at the paper. Actually, she didn't come to visit me. She was at a conference in Milwaukee and needed a ride to the airport, which, because I'm a Midwesterner again, I gave her but only after a stop at the Milwaukee Public Market, which is kind of like stepping into a catalog of everything Wisconsin. Google it, and you'll see what I mean. 
Over a brat and a spotted cow, we talked about Wisconsin things, like brandy old fashions, the sound of cheese curds, Illinois drivers, corn being knee-high by the fourth. She listened with amusement and was delighted when, on the way out, we passed a t-shirt stall with a signs you might be from Wisconsin t-shirt that listed every one of the things I'd mentioned. It was a fun moment because it had happened organically, and it was followed by even more organic fun when, on the way to the airport, I irritated a jaywalker by not yielding. Illinois driver, he shouted despite my plates. Accusing someone of being an Illinois driver is sort of like the Cheddar Curtains version of a Your Mama. It's about their driving, yes, because Illinois drivers really are the worst, but it's also about the intangibles that come with being from the land of Lincoln, too. Not to mention the assumption that you're a Bears fan. Whether you are or aren't is really beside the point. What matters in this case is the accusation. But I grew up in Kansas, Lucas said. I'm a Chiefs fan. You are, I said, surprised by the novelty of it. Well, nobody cares about that, but I'd keep it to yourself anyway. Besides the wave, the Wisconsin plates also allow you to purchase a state park sticker, which is sort of like the golden ticket to the outdoors. Requiring resident status in the form of a driver's license, but not plates, is the annual resident fishing license, which matters because a non-resident fishing license is punitively priced, presumably because so many non-resident fishermen are from Illinois. About the state parks, though. It seems to me there's something special, maybe even noble, about setting aside land for the public to enjoy. Obviously, there's all sorts of ecological reasons it's a good idea, but I'm more predisposed to respond to the selfish ones. Not everybody has outdoors of their own, and sometimes people need places to go, to breathe, or walk, or swim, or think. And even though Wisconsin has a lot of beautiful land that's just sort of there, views are free, as they say, sometimes you want a piece of it to call your own, and the state parks give you that. They're kind of like timeshares, only without the blackout dates and the maintenance fees. The license plate gets you the sticker, and the sticker lets you come and go as you please. I lost my right to come and go as I please the day I signed on over there, Lucas grumbled glancing out the window at Laddie's. Not to put too fine a point on it, but your enthusiasm wanes just a bit when you're outside all day. Though I never dream of disagreeing, the fact that he was reading his mail over a cup of coffee at the prop wash suggested he was coming and going just fine. Because although we tack it on at the end, coming and going doesn't really mean as you please. It means when you can. Some can more than others, but that's just life. It's the fact that he can't at all that matters. That kind of insight doesn't just burst through the door with face paint and a big foam finger and announce itself, though. It takes a while. But he'll realize it soon enough. Probably about the time he starts complaining about Illinois drivers. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for stopping by, and when you get a chance, don't forget to check out the website at burlyflow.com. 
There's some cool stuff there I think you'll like. Thanks again. We'll catch you later.